Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Well, welcome kind of back to another episode of Wormwood. As you can tell, because uh, you're hearing my voice, this is David Acampo, um, and not Joe Thomas's introduction, you know that this is yet another Wormwood Interrupted. We're very close to bringing back the... The, the season. We're very sorry for the delay. We hit a few production snags. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, I thought we'd, uh, you know, last, last time I talked to you guys, I mentioned a contest. And I want to come back and tell you who won the contest and a little bit about why I asked that question. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you that I've got a special guest on the line here. I've got Paul Montgomery. Paul is one of the new incoming writers to Wormwood. He joined our staff this season, and uh, I brought him on because I you know, thought he'd make a nice co-host since uh, I became his co-host on the Fuzzy Typewriter podcast, which you guys may have heard about since we've uh, pimped it here before. Uh, if, you, if you haven't listened to it, you should go check out the few episodes that are in iTunes, and uh, Paul will tell you a special announcement about that. So, Paul, welcome to the Wormwood Interrupted show. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. <laughs> so, Paul, um, uh, tell, tell everybody a little bit about Fuzzy Typewriter and what's going on there. Well, Fuzzy Typewriter is sort of like, it was an upstart kind of um, entertainment review podcast, sort of a, a sort of show and tell on the Internet for all the interesting things going on um, in, in books and movies and comics and things like that. And um, we did a little bit of um, fiction and, and so forth and sort of getting the bugs out. And uh, we're taking a little bit of a break and sort of reformatting and everything. Um, and we'll be back uh, better than ever, I think. So uh, lots of surprises in store. I've got a few ideas and um, I'm excited to get back into that. But uh, right now, Wormwood's the big deal. It is the big deal. Okay, and it is so to 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 preface everything, Paul uh, uh, is a is an actual fan of the show. Um, he listened to all the episodes, and he sent us a uh, spec script that he did for uh, for the show, The Office. And I've said this before, in when I've been interviewed and everything, and I said, uh, when it comes to writing for Wormwood or for any show, really, it's not about being able to write in our style necessarily. Well, I mean, it is ultimately, but it's not about being able to write characters like those in Wormwood. I don't need to see that you have a horror background or anything like that, but I need to see that you can, you know, understand characters that you're listening to or watching and uh, be able to do that. And, and and Paul put together a very funny office spec script, which is really, Thank you. really, really good. And, uh, you know, Jeremy and I were very impressed by that. And, uh, Paul seemed to have similar interests to ours, and so uh, we brought him Definitely. on board the staff, and he's already uh, contributed. Uh, he and I scripted an episode together coming up, and uh, that's going to be episode 12, I think. I think. We, we moved the numbers around a little bit, so it might not be 12. <laughs> mm. uh, actually, no, wait. I think it's 14. It's 14. 14, it's 14 sounds 14. right. Yeah, episode 14. And... Uh, and uh, I think it's some good stuff. And beyond that, uh, Paul has been in our writer's room. So we're going to talk to him about that in a few minutes. But first, I want to get to the Wormwood contest. Now, I had a contest, and I want to thank everyone for all the uh, the entries that were submitted. Um, very, very nice to hear from the fans. Very nice to hear that you guys are listening and that you guys are <laughs> so intently listening that you plotted out the coordinates that we threw out in one episode and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> tried to pinpoint um, Wormwood on a map. Um, so first, let me tell you who won. The winner was Jean Richardson of Coalinga, California, as she puts in her email to me, the home of Cow Stink and the Sex Offender Hospital. I know it well. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not going to touch that one, but, uh, Gene, you are going to be sent a Wormwood, a t-shirt for your answer, which was 
da 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 drum roll please. Penryn, California. Penryn, California is the real town that Wormwood is based on. Now, a lot of you, a couple of you came in with another vote, which was Novato, California, because you plotted the coordinates. The coordinates were given in an episode with the Ghost Hunters, which was written by Rob Allspaugh. A uh, little bit of honesty here. I did not bother to check the coordinates to see. And it's, furthermore, I'm not really interested in Wormwood being located in a specific place. If I If I tie it too much to geography, uh, I, I feel like that that ties us in a little too tightly. Because if you were to actually go to the real Penryn, California, it would not seem as creepy as we make Wormwood out to be. So, you know, I've always kind of left it vague. I say it's, you know, north and east of Sacramento. Rob in his episodes just refers to it as being north of the Bay Area. Um, I don't know if when he picked the coordinates, he picked Novato. You will have to take that up with him. You can ask him that question on the Wormwood forums, and I'm sure he'll answer you. So it's sort <laughs> of the Brigadoon of California, is what you Absolutely, saying? yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so the reason I asked that question last time, and I should I should also mention that it's not just Penn California, but the contest was to also name the founder. The founder's name is Griffith Griffith. And I like that because I could not make up a name that bizarre, you know, to have a name Griffith Griffith as the that's founder real? of your town. That's, that's real. I, I actually was – I did not want to change it, but I didn't feel like I could really make it Wormwood and, have a, and use the real guy's name, you know. So uh-huh. I decided to change it to Francis Griffin, which is not nearly as fun as Griffith Griffith. Uh, Griffith Griffith does actually has his stony visage on the, uh, as I recall, I haven't been back to my hometown for a while, but on the, the library slash post office, which is made out of granite blocks. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the key to the choice of, of, uh, Penryn, uh, or to, you know, Wormwood is the, the granite quarry. Um, Penryn is actually, uh, uh, founded on a granite quarry. Uh, I added in the absinthe concept, uh, you know, so I could use the name Wormwood because it was a much creepier sounding name, you know, sort of a horror version of Deadwood or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was really interesting, but, um, to give you guys a little background, um, it is a small town that I grew up in. My my father, who was born and raised in San Francisco, worked for Hewlett Packard and moved us out to an expansion of of the Hewlett Packard uh, uh, offices, uh, and and we ended up live, finding a house in this small town called Penryn. The joke there. Um, well, there's many jokes to be had, but uh, it was it was funny, and I didn't notice it at the t- I didn't really note it at the time. But my dad, working for Hewlett Packard, sort of a, you know, a little bit. He was an engineer turned marketing guy, maybe a little bit of a yuppie. He had a Porsche when I was uh, a kid. Traded it in for a yellow Chevy truck, so he could <laughs> haul firewood around in this small town. I mean, I think they really did it because they thought it'd be a great place to raise the kids. Um, but I don't think they were ever really country folk, you know? And so it was always sort of funny to me because I think I had a little bit of this city parent perspective on this small town. My parents, my dad used to joke that because there actually isn't any government in Penryn, aside from a school board, uh, that it really was more of a village. And that's a joke that found its way into the first couple episodes with Jimmy Details referring to the fact that uh, that uh, Wormwood is really more of a village. So, I, I, so definitely... Um, it, we're, Penryn has a lot of uh, significance to me. You know, it's really... It's, although I was moved there when I was eight and was there till I was 18... Those are really formative years, and I remember that a lot. I've written about Wormwood in a couple different instances. Not about Wormwood, I'm sorry. About Penryn in a couple different instances. And, in fact, the ver- I would say that the roots of Wormwood 
I'm from a short story I wrote while I was in college in which I was kind of doing this stream of consciousness sort of going around the town, following the different aspects of the town. It was really, I believe it was an exercise in writing about an environment, about a setting. But what's funny is that I came to the library and I started talking about the librarian who was actually married to a sheriff. Um, uh, that that much is true. But, but suddenly, and I don't know where this came from, but I, I wrote about how the, 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 the woman in the library, the librarian, was very nice and friendly, but that she was hiding a secret, and that secret was down in the basement below, scuttling around in the dark, trapped. Dave in has trust assault. issues. Everybody should know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea where that really, where why that popped into my mind, and 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 the the real librarian was nothing but friendly, and I spent a lot of time in that library, uh, you know. Uh, Getting checking out Stephen King books and things like that, so that probably has something to do with the mix of those two elements. But uh, <laughs> but that that was probably one of the earliest roots of Wormwood, and so the idea then of a small town with these sort of creepy undertones has just stuck with me. And uh, you know things like Twin Peaks, which I've often cited as a as an influence, or even shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which takes a small a larger town, really, than than, mm-hmm. than Penryn, but takes the idea of a town that's on top of a hellmouth, you know, on top of something where that that brings all this, that becomes an, a magnet for evil and bizarre, you know, occurrences. That always stuck with me, and I always liked that. And so I think part of the reason for making Penryn into the, the you know, a setting like Wormwood was so that I could easily conjure up an image in my mind. So that is the story behind Penryn and Griffith Griffith and how it became Wormwood. So, Paul, I'm curious now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as a segue to talk to you about coming onto the writing staff. Uh-huh. You had sort of a Wormwood established for you already. Now, this was... This was That's right. I'm the only one that really knew about Penryn. I actually... Jeremy and I went to a Sacramento Film Festival where, where, uh, where one of our films was playing, and I, and I drove him out, uh, 30 minutes out, to Penryn, and, uh, and we walked around the quarry so to get, get an idea for it. The, the quarry is actually an old quarry. Um, there's a little museum up front, but that was closed. But you walk around. It's not sinister at all. It was a bright, sunny day. You know, it's just sort of carved mm-hmm. up stone, but you can actually see it. And we took a lot of pictures, which actually... Um, are certain elements of them are, are used in certain album art and stuff that we've used. Um, but anyway, I was the only one writer who knew Jeremy, you know, grew up in the Midwest, kind of had to come from that background. We had Jeremiah who's in, uh, Kansas and I'm not sure if that's where he grew up or not. Um, uh, and so everybody was bringing their own idea of a small town to it, I think. And so I don't know how much of Penryn really, you know, remains in it unfiltered. So mm-hmm. coming into Wormwood, did you have what was your perception of the town? How did you picture it? It's a it's a really interesting question. Um, I haven't really thought about that, but I guess I I approached it more as since since I didn't have that um, since I'm all the way across you know the other side of the country, and and I live in Philadelphia, which you know more people per square inch, I guess. Um, I I looked at it more as the the people who lived in Wormwood, and and it being about these people. In the in this town and and that sort of chorus of voices that I heard on the show and not necessarily as as the setting, but I guess if I thought about it, I guess I, I don't know. I, I have to look at it as sort of you know what I've seen of of Twin Peaks or, or you know Mayberry or something like that. <laughs> um, and when when you think about those towns, or at least when I think about those towns, I, I immediately think about how they're sort of defined by 
the the people and how you know how how close they are and how every, you know everybody knows everybody else and and uh, you know I love the idea of of the quarry and um the the nursery rhyme about the muddy man mm-hmm. and and just thinking about how how intimate everything is and and how there's this shared history and um and it's it's more I guess maybe it's more of like a like a longing to be part of that whereas where I'm from we you know we don't have that sort of situation there's you you, you pass people by in the street and you you know you don't know who who that person is or what they're about or where they're going what they're up to with wormwood it's just a big extended family sort of at least that's how i approached it so you never you didn't grow up in any kind of small town where you knew everybody around or it was all, you were always in more of an urban setting or suburban setting it's it's uh, yeah it was, i've been in a suburban setting and and um although my my family business is 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 downhill from us where it's more of a of a village um but i mean that's sort of that's interesting it's sort of i i went into that zone and it, and it felt sort of you know, Mayberry-ish and and, and odd, and um, I never felt like a part of that. I felt like I was I was visiting that. So, for I guess for me, it's sort of it's it's just a classic idea of a small town, um, and and that there's something strange going on. You know, I guess that that's that's something that's that's almost not a cliche, but it's it's so tied in with that idea of small town America is that. It's there's a front, there's a there's a facade, and then underneath there's something else going on, um, and in all the you know pop culture that I'm used to you know growing up with, that's that's always been a theme, you know that things aren't always what they seem. And and I think truly that's what it is. It has become more of the idea of a town. Um, you know, as I said, I think that was just a spark of imagination that had me take this you know idyllic setting and kind of give it a twist. Uh, I, I probably do see. I probably do refer to. Um, Pen, Penryn mentally almost just sort of geographically um, but the, a, as the show has grown it becomes less I, I refer to that less and, and definitely the culture while I did know the people in town it it wasn't the kind of unity that one might think it, it wasn't a Mayberry kind of unity there wasn't a um, there wasn't a Deidre at the diner that everyone knew or anything like mm-hmm. that so so even even in my case I'm using it kind of geographically and there was a, there was a uh, there was a diner just off the freeway but it wasn't a friendly sort of it was just it was almost like it's where people stopped on the way to go skiing in Tahoe you know um, mm-hmm. and so it was more of a roadside diner and I don't know I never knew who worked there I don't think we ever ate there on any regular basis. I do remember that when uh, I first moved there, that the the restaurant, the diner on the side of the freeway was called the Ground Cow, which I thought was <laughs> a great name for a, it's a perfect. diner. <laughs> it was later renamed the Penryn Restaurant, which is you know not, boring. not nearly exactly. It's just very boring. So so yeah, I mean that, it's really interesting. I, I you're you're making me think about it too, and realizing that it has become certainly more than it started off to be as the season has gelled. So now. Let's talk a little bit about collaboration. Let's talk about okay. you. You heard you actually have more of a benefit than any of the writers on staff because you actually heard the entire first season before you started writing for us. That's right. So, how did that work for you in terms of coming in and um, 
Well, let, before we talk about collaboration, let's just talk about how, how you approached the project. When you when you came in, you knew you were going to write with us, uh, uh, but you had a whole season under your belt of these characters. Did that make it easier, or did that, or did you start second guessing yourself, like, oh, I don't know what they would want for this, or this is well, going to yeah. make it hard? <laughs> it, it 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 comes in steps because at first I was like, oh, I love I love these voices, and there were definitely certain characters that I gravitated to, like Xander, of course, and and, and Sparrow, and and characters like that. And um, I I think that any fan will say like oh I, I, I love these characters in particular and you you pick out your little corner of Wormwood that that you love and I said I have these great ideas and I, and I thought about it and uh, you know little background things and and um so I was I was really excited about it and then I find out that there's we have the show Bible and and you find out all the stuff that's going on in the background and that's really exciting too things that you don't even see going on in the show things that um, have been plotted out since the beginning but they're not you know they haven't reared their head yet you know. Mm-hmm. At, uh, to the public, so um, that's that's really interesting, and that opened up even more ideas. But it's also it's also honestly it's kind of intimidating because there's so many things that you know I, I had solutions for in my head, but there are, there are other ideas going on. But then it's it's well it's it, it's really it's back and forth. I don't want to make it out to be a bad thing because it's it's just it, it it subverts your expectations, but then it gives you new expectations for where things could go. And she's like, no, why did I even think that? This is such a better idea. And um, so I, I thought about all the different stories that I might want to tell, and then that got, you know, altered a little bit because of of different things I found out about it, and 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 different ideas being pitched by the other writers. And it's just sort of a like a a snowball. Like it's it's picking up ideas, getting rid of ideas that don't work, and. Um, it's it's just really exciting seeing something that feels like a a living breathing organism it's it's like it's constantly changing and um posi- you know like all the time rethinking how things are going to work and it's it's very exciting to see a show develop uh, in the now you know like mm-hmm. as a fan of things i'm used to you know i, I go back and read about different shows like say Buffy or something and and how they came up with the ideas but that's all in the past this is happening right now so that's really exciting as a writer to 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 jump into something that's already moving and to keep with it and add my own ideas to it yeah absolutely okay so now let's talk about jumping in so you come aboard the first writers meeting and as a as a reference and I've, I've said this in other podcasts but just in case we hold what we call a virtual writers room and this is where we use Skype uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know voice over IP technology where all the writers come together and we basically break down a chunk of episodes and assign the uh, assign them to people and sort of release roughly block out the beats and it's changed over time because now there's so much steam rolling on the 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 sort of the major plot that it's sometimes we get caught up in it and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the the writers meetings are even easier because we kind of already know you know jeremiah for example has taken control of rachel and jacob's story and he pretty we, we give him a lot of leeway to kind of run that you know but yet it still has to tie back into the main story at a certain point. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of back and forth like that. Um, so, so you come aboard the writer's meeting. This has got to be a little intimidating. Um, h- how was it? What's, what's, what, what's the outsider's perspective coming into the first writer's meeting? It's, uh, it, it's very intimidating because um, there, there's, a, there's so much stuff. There's so much material. And 
And I came in and knowing that if I was working on a project, I wouldn't want, you know, some kid coming in and, and messing around with my toys, you know, like, like I, I, I just wanted to be respectful of the writing that was going on. And I just wanted to maybe, you know, add in some ideas if, if anybody, you know, um, was you know, backed into a corner or anything, just, just throw out some, some suggestions. So, um, in the beginning I was, I was really pretty quiet and I just wanted to, um, sort of, you know, uh, be seen and not heard, I guess, for a little bit, um, and and just wanted to to listen and see what was going on. But everyone was so friendly, and 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 I'm saying that honestly, like everyone was very welcoming of ideas, and you know, there like I didn't hear any awkward pauses at the other end of the line, like you know, what is he talking? Who is this kid? You know, and um, so everybody was very welcoming, and um, really, it was one of the best experiences I've had as a writer, um, just uh, collaborating. On a on a story, and and like I said in my horrible mixed metaphor of a snowball and a living breathing organism, um, it, it's it's uh, it's a thing in progress, and that's really exciting to get to be a part of that. So it's like it's like it's like the miracle of birth, but it's a story. So um, that that was a lot of fun, and um, I just I you know I love being around creative people, and 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 it's it's problem solving. So. Yeah. Um, you're you're coming up with new ideas, and then as you go along, there's little hitches in the road. But you have so many different people in in the room, um, and everybody's coming from a different perspective. Somebody's going to find the solution. Yeah, so that, that's true. The problem never lasts for long, does it? We sit there and we bounce it yeah. around, and we maybe we maybe even stop and come back to it. But somebody goes at one point goes, well, what about this? And we and there's yeah. that moment where we all go. Oh, that could work. <laughs> yeah. And it is really exciting. And I think, and, and it sounds like you, you were witness to this, but there's not a lot of ego involved. We, we, we're, no. we're very collaborative and no one's afraid to sort of speak their mind. Um, you know, I know you said you kind of held back a little at first and we're kind of just mm -hmm. listening, but hopefully what you noticed and what I think is really crucial to the collaborative process is that uh, nobody's afraid to speak up, to speak their mind, to throw out an idea, and they don't mind if it gets stomped on i mean we don't usually stomp on it but you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it's like yeah. there's if we say well nah it doesn't really fit in the direction okay great all right someone goes and someone else throws out an idea and then everybody gets behind that idea and so there's no i don't feel like there's a lot of bruised or broken egos involved with the creative process and so it's been very satisfying jeremy and i knew we could write together because we've been we had written several scripts together but every uh, all the rest of you guys have been sort of uh you know they're your friends or people that we met you and I met online mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, you know it's sort of you get a vibe off of people and, and who could work with you and then you just go with it and uh, yeah so far I'd say that the the writers meetings have been a lot of fun so so from there now you and I co-wrote an episode for episode mm -hmm. 14 as we said which we can't talk too much about um, because we do have episode nine, and it is coming out soon, people. I, I can't stress that highly enough. We we here's the deal. I'm gonna take a. <laughs> I'm gonna sidebar for a minute, and I'm gonna say we've got most of the recording done for nine through fifteen. We have a large cast. We have sixteen odd people at this point, and a couple of the people couldn't be there. We have one actor who is currently uh, working on a cruise ship, actually, and so we're tr <laughs> so it, it it presents a little bit of a problem. I did a, I did a brief informal Twitter poll the other day asking people if you would prefer if we were to replace an actor for a couple episodes, or if you would rather that we if or if we were able to get audio but with a 
degraded quality if that would be all right. And the results came back mixed. It seems mostly what you, what everyone wants are episodes. Period. <laughs> that that's what I what I gathered from it. And so we're making some choices, you know, behind the scenes to put everything together. But we do have most of what we need at this point. And I could put out, you know, episode nine, you know, this week if I wanted to. The problem is that we would we might end up being stuck with another delay if we get to the episode where we need somebody and we don't quite have it that piece yet. So we're still working on that. So it is going to come soon. I'm going to say maybe even by I'm going to say within the next two weeks the episode 9 is going to drop. I'm going to say that here. I don't want to put down an exact day on it because there's a few pieces that have to fall into place but it will be up very shortly. So with that I, I hope that everybody everybody sees the the, the, the huge undertaking that that this is <laughs> the, the, the large amount of people that come together to work on the show and I think I think the the dedication to to the quality of the show is really apparent, um, and uh, you know it, it's it's all coming together. There's stuff going on in the in in the background. We're you know all constantly working on stuff. Um, it's just getting that production together. It's, oh yeah, that's, definitely. The production is the hardest aspect. I mean, I can say right now that Jeremy is working on episode 24. I can say that you know we've already discussed you know um, episodes. Uh, uh, you know, or season three in in some at some length about you know mm-hmm. we're setting up elements that are going to roll us into season three. So there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. You're absolutely right, and it's it really is just getting a show like this out is a little bit tougher. And um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully people understand that, and they seem to be. Most of our fans that I've heard from in this interim seem to be very content to wait and get you know and get their wormwood. They're, they they desperately want it, <laughs> but but they're willing to wait for us to get it. And and I, I we we truly appreciate that here at the wormwood offices. So end of sidebar. I want to come back to this because I want to talk about uh, okay. you and I co-wrote together. Now right. this is the first time you and I wrote together. Um, That's right. How what was that like for you? That that was really cool. Um, it, it's interesting. I've been looking forward to to working with you on on a project since I heard one of those first pre pre show talks uh, in season one of Wormwood, where where you and Jeremy were talking about sort of the the things that influenced you, and and talk, and talking about Buffy and things like that. And uh, and I was like, this guy gets it. Like this guy <laughs> likes all the things I do. And and uh, that is the mark of a man with good taste. So I said, I really, I you know, I I've really, um, I, my background is in screenwriting. I, I actually just graduated with a degree in screenwriting and playwriting. And um, some of the most fun that I've had as a writer is collaborating with another writer. And there's nothing I think nothing worse than having to sit there and and write almost for yourself. You know where it's there's no interplay and there's no shared discovery of writing i think that's the joy of writing is working with someone else and um there's even a little bit of like competition and hey check this out look what i did and then that makes the other person work that much harder so that they can you know get up to your your game and everything and and uh i know writing with dave made me really want to write better because dave's a really good friend and a really talented writer so i really wanted to bring my a game to it so um uh, and it was interesting, you know, writing the same character that he was writing. So, we, like, we we wrote different pieces of the script. Um, it, a lot of a lot of um, collaborative writing is it works differently. Like, you you each take a different plot line or something. We wrote different parts, but we we wrote the same characters pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting playing off what he was doing 
with uh, one of the characters. I'm not going to go into specifics, but um, and and using that same kind of rhythm. So that that was really interesting. Um, so it's you know it's like a writing jam session really. Is you're trying to to harmonize with the other writer and 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 make it feel like one cohesive thing. And uh, that was really cool. So I'm I'm really excited to to hear the final pro- uh, product. I think I think people are going to like it. And uh, yeah, it definitely. Uh, um, it, I'm going to tease it a little bit, and I'm going to okay. say that, that this that this episode prominently features the t- uh, Sheriff Bradley, and mm-hmm. puts him in a main role. And Rob Grinlinger, who plays Sheriff Bradley, was he actually sent an email to me before the recording session saying thank you for episode 14. You know, I'm going to do my oh, best wow. on this. He he really appreciated the chance for his character to shine a bit in that. I mean, he he, he is truly a backbone of the show. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. as much as Xander is maybe the most fun character in the show, you can't have warm would in my mind without Sheriff Bradley and so that's that's one of the characters that that, that Paul and I were talking about this year that we that we co-wrote and it was interesting to sort of set up I think you know you you because it was the first assignment you were a, a little uh you know deferred to me a little bit you know yeah. and so what I did is I only had sort of a basic outline and and I kind of broke down the beats uh you and I kind of tossed them back and forth in the in our special writers forum we broke down mm-hmm. um the story beats and then i scripted out maybe the first page or two i just wanted to get like the tone i had in my head out on the paper and then from there i turned it over to paul and i'm surprised when a few weeks later comes back the rest of the script essentially you had one section that you weren't quite sure what to do with and mm-hmm. then there was an end scene that i wanted to write that's almost more of an epilogue so i just filled in the one scene i filled in the epilogue i changed one thing around in the middle just to um use a character uh, from Wormwood that we hadn't used, and um, and that was more of a me thinking of production-wise, like okay, I need to put an actor here, you know, better to use a, a, uh-huh. a character that we already have than you know invent somebody new or anything. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I was I was really impressed. There was very little I had to do, you know. I, it, so it worked really well. Um, one of the things that I like about collaborative collaborative writing is is exactly what you said: is that you write to the other person, and if you respect mm-hmm. the other person's writing. It ups your game. It 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 makes you try harder. Um, I I don't know if you've had this. Uh, I know a lot of people have this. I've I had this. I remember in high school, if I was hanging out with a friend of mine that was like the really funny witty friend, I was always trying harder to be witty. Yeah. And you actually mm-hmm. did because you're trying harder. You actually become funnier, you know. <laughs> and and so the same thing with writing is you, you know it, it, somebody like Jeremy who I started script writing with. I was writing stuff to try and like one up him, and then he would write stuff to try and one up me, you know. And from the, and that really escalates the writing process. And so, you know, you definitely have to have a level of respect for the for the other writers. And uh, and I definitely think that was at play here. And I mm-hmm. was able to sort of lay down what I had in my mind, and and you got it because you knew what we were going with with a certain tone with this episode, which I will not get into. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a certain tone, and and you nailed it, and and brought it home for me, and then I was able to just sort of you know put the final bow tie on it, you know, and uh, we were good to go. So so yeah, it was cool. And I hope this episode is good and people like it because we're really talking it up. But, I know, um, seriously, it was it, can't live it was up a to lot of fun. Now. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to work on it. Um, Did I say I it was s- episode fourteen? It was. Uh, it might not have been. It might have been episode. <coughs> And so, you know, if you if it's that one, then, you know, and it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Our names are in the credits, so oh, sh- they'll know. Yeah, you're right. No, that's bad. <sighs> well, anyway. We'll, well anyway, so. what, what they should know is that we had fun writing it, whether it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no but, I, think, and, I think it's a good piece of the puzzle, and I think people are going to like it. So, 
I'm hopeful. I'm glad. I'm, well, I'm very excited. I'm glad, and I'm glad that the that the actors enjoyed it. I, I didn't I didn't hear about this email, um, so that that's very cool to hear. Um, and this is exciting. This is this is exciting for me because this is the first time I'll actually hear my words being you know spoken for a full piece. You know, I did a little bit of workshopping in, in school, but this is the first time I'll ever hear you know actors really reading my stuff and 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 doing a whole story. So that that's really thrilling. <laughs> well, I think you're gonna like it. There's some fun to be had there. So. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Um, Paul, thanks for thanks for coming on board and uh, talking uh, talking with me tonight. It's easier to you know uh, podcast when you've got someone else to talk to. <laughs> thanks for having me. As you as you well know from our fuzzy typewriter podcast. Um, so right. I so plug time. Uh, besides Uh-oh. upcoming episodes of Wormwood, give me what else you got. I know you got other things in the works. Uh, every uh, well. Other than a f- you know some future podcasting project, which Dave will definitely be a part of, and uh, episode <laughs> whatever of Wormwood coming up, uh, and another one to follow that, um, I am working on every Tuesday. I have a column at ifanboy.com. It's a comic book discussion website, and uh, I talk about uh, capes and cowls and comics and all those things. Um, actually. Uh, this this I don't know when this is coming out, but the next article, the article article I'm working on right now is about how um, comic book readers and enthusiasts of sort of genre entertainment uh, are portrayed in the media, so TV and movies and things like uh, the Big Bang Theory and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, geeks on TV and how that works. So oh, nice. okay. uh, hopefully uh, ifanboy.com and uh, just look for me, Paul Montgomery, on Tuesdays. So that's what I'm up to. All right, excellent, excellent, and so. Uh, for me, I'm going full force on Wormwood. We are scripting everything as we speak, and uh, uh, you know we're, we've got the the pieces of production that we're trying to you know get into place. But everyone, please uh, thank you for your patience in this. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you know you listening, and we're definitely trying to get it back on track. We're trying to hopefully get it to a point where we have an uninterrupted rest of the season. If not, maybe Paul or some of the other writers and actors will be back for another little interrupted uh, scenario. But barring that. Uh, we do have we are working on the scripts for everything we do have the production for 9 through 15 and we're going to get some more wormwood to you real soon and try and get the momentum back up so everybody thank you very much for tuning in again Uh, glad you're still listening and uh, we'll see you in town thank you very much see ya